Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. Hey, I'm glad you're here. We are in a series. We like to start off the, uh, the semester really just talking about service. We've done it the last few years. If you come in January, we usually like the first Wednesday night. We won't do three weeks on it. But we really like to give this jump off point for people to serve. Because if you come here any time at all, uh, and especially, hey, just know this. If it's your first time, so honored you'd, you'd take your Wednesday up. And if it's your 100th time, we know you could be doing anything. Thing. And I think it says a lot about you guys wanting to be here to grow. Uh, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're checking him out. This is a great place to check him out. We don't make you uh, believe in Jesus. We just put him out there and, and show what he does and how good he is and, and the love that he brings. And uh, we would love to, for you to learn more about that. But one thing that our youth ministry is about, it's about three things. We're actually going to talk about all three tonight because they just hit in the message tonight. Uh, so we want to do this. When, when students graduate out of here as seniors and they walk across and they throw their hats, woo, you know, whatever they do as they graduate and they have their graduation party, we want students simply to do three things. We, wanna, we, we exist, like Galilee Student Ministry exists, to do this. We want to teach you this, to love God. Like how to love God, like that, that how we follow him, how we obey him, like that's like how we do that. We want to teach you to love God. We want to teach you how to love other people better. Because this world's full of people who are jerks and punks and there are people there's, that, that line our world, they're just unkind. And man, one thing that really points people to Jesus is when we love him. And we want to teach students just how to love people in their life better. Uh, parents, families, whoever it may be, uh, strangers, like we want to just, we, we want to be about love because Jesus was about love. And the last thing is that we want to serve. And that's the one we're talking about tonight. It's something we're about. At the end of the night, you're going to get an opportunity. Uh, we, we have these things on the wall where you can sign up and we'll give you a couple minutes at the end. If you weren't here last week, we do this for three weeks and there's all kinds of stuff and I'll go through them but real quick at the end. And then we're also at the end of the tonight, we're going to have this challenge where we got all of these different uh, envelopes up here and we're going to give you an opportunity to come forward and to choose one there's like 11 different things they're kind of these kingdom worker cards and we want to give you something an idea of this next week of something to do and we'll hit that at the end as well hey last week if you were not here we just really we talked about this and it's in that little trailer video we talked about if the heart of Jesus is service we just asked this question if Jesus is about service if his heart's about service like how close is your heart to his heart does it look like that like, you, are you about helping people? Are you about serving people? Like, like how close is your heart to Jesus' heart? If this is about serving, then ours should be uh, about serving as well. We just looked at this, like the why should we serve. You want to go ahead to that first slide? We talked about this, that we're created to serve. We looked at this verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and we just said that God's created us. He's made you to do the good works he's put in front of you. I love this because actually Nick hit the same exact um, verses in the sermon this weekend. And I love when those things interact because I think here's what happens. Me and uh, Nick did not plan that. I think God plans things like that. And I think here's what he's telling us. Hey, Brian, would you just be reminded even though you're a minister, you're supposed to be servant? Like not just with the microphone. Like you need to be get your hands dirty. You need to be loving people well. And I love when God syncs those things up and he does that often. And I love that. Um, we talked about that, that we're created to serve. The next thing we talked is this that it's an act of worship like it's giving god glory and 
praise, when we serve other people, it's giving Him glory. Like it's something He loves. It's giving Him praise. A lot of times we think praise is when we, we sing with a song, like when we sing a worship song. Yeah, that's worship, definitely. But everything we do we, when we worship is, it could be an act of, uh, when we serve is an act of worship. And the last thing we talked about is simply this. We talked about this, that um, why do we serve? Because uh, Jesus set the example for us. Go ahead to that last slide up there on, for a, a review. It's to follow the example of Jesus, like he served. If you ever read about Jesus' life in the Bible, like in, in the first part of the New Testament, there's a book called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are eyewitness accounts of what Jesus did here on earth. And if you just look at his life, he loved to serve people. Even though he's fully God and fully man came to save us, like he loved to serve. And we just want to, like, we want to be like him. So that's what we looked at last week. I'm going to pray. We're going to hop into what we're looking at tonight is kind of the how. And I think many times we, we know what we're supposed to do, but we, we fail to do it. Let's pray. Father, you're good to us. Thanks for everybody in the house tonight. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for new folks that are checking out. I pray that they would uh, uh, just feel like a little bit maybe tonight they belong and that some people would say hey to them and uh, that we would be inviting to them as well. I pray tonight your Holy Spirit just speak through us uh, and he would just uh, share whatever from Scripture that we need to uh, pick up on. God, we, we thank you for your word and how it directs us in life uh, and gives us a little bit of a path. And I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, at the story time, at the beginning of my marriage, like me and Sarah were just married, and uh, it was just one of those times where uh, there was no kids yet. You know, there wasn't a long time. There was only a couple of years where it was just me and her, and I don't even remember what happened those couple of years. You just kind of forget about that before, like you'll learn someday when you're an old guy like me. You just it, it's, it's a blur. But I remember this one time. I remember this one time where she uh, was going away, and she was doing what a wonderful wife would do: is she was setting up some things. For like as, as she went away like that I would be okay like I would live okay because she's like always been this really really mature person and, and I've always been this kind of you, you some you can pick up on it still like I'm immature sometimes like I, I, especially when I we were really young uh, you know, like when we were you know young early 20s like I it just I, I needed someone to help me through life still because I was still uh, as I call myself often a big dumb animal uh, so here's what she, she set all these things up before she left. And she just said, you know, usually what I would do when, when she would leave or when I was a single guy, you know, call up Domino's or Papa John's. And that's just how you lived. Like I lived out of that box. Like th that was dinner. And then the next morning, anybody down with the cold pizza? Anybody else? Like one, two people, a couple people down with the cold pizza. Thank you. I don't feel like a total weirdo. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, man, cold pizza, if you're not trying it, you need to. It's good. So you're a single guy. Now I'm a, a little been married just a short time. So, so I can probably, if it's a few days, I'll live. I'll eat pizza one night in the morning. I'll eat pizza in the morning. And I don't care. I'll eat it for lunch. Like I love pizza. It's something I love. But she, being a good wife, said this. I don't want you just going to checkers all the time, right? I don't just want you driving through the McDonald's drive-through and eating all that. Like, so she would cook up these things. Like, uh, I think one was lasagna. I don't remember what the other ones were. And uh, on top of the Tupperware, she would leave these directions. Okay, this is lasagna, Brian. Turn on. Here's how to turn on the stove. <laughs> okay. I remember I'm a young. Like I don't know. I still am not a great cook. You don't want to eat my food. Uh, like I would go and I, she. Okay, you make sure it's warm. Three fifty. Okay, then she'd put the time on it, and she'd do this for all the different meals. Uh, there's a couple other things that were going on that week, like she wanted to make sure that I was, uh, you know, making sure, like it was back in the day where you had to 
pay your cable bill, like that was what you'd watch on TV, like you had to pay that, and you had to pay an old school phone bill, and both of them were due that week, and she's like, hey, just make sure you pay those this week as it as it comes up, and she's like, I love you, and she took off on, on her trip, and, and everything was fine, everything was good, uh, you know, she of what I to do uh, for the week, um, and then, so she leaves for a few days, and she comes back home from the trip, and she walks in the house, it's, sorry, I'm, I'm a guy, and it was kind of disgusting in the house, you know what I'm saying, I, I I didn't really care about the trash, taking the trash out that week, you know what I'm saying? It was a little rotten, a little smelly. Like, um, I, I thought she was coming home the next day, so I still had, like, the sink was full of dishes still. Um, I did that. Um, she, you know, opens up the fridge, and she sees the lasagna still there, but there's all these wrappers from all these different, you know, restaurants that I wanted to go to. Uh, so she's not too happy at this point, so she's like, well... You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call and find him and give him a piece of my mind. She goes to the phone, and I forgot to pay the phone bill. So she picks up the phone, and she's like, beep, 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 beep. Like, you don't even know what that means. That means your phone's dead, okay, back in the day. Uh, she's then like, he said, well, he's not here. I can't get a hold of him. This is before, like, cell phone everywhere. Like, we had cell phones, but it wasn't a thing as much. So she sits down at the TV. She angry because like like the dishes are there it smells I didn't take the trash out the phone won't work she gets it's like okay I'm just gonna watch something on TV she turns the TV on guess what happens I didn't pay the bill so it's fuzz and she sits down and then I walk in the house and she greets me at the door and says what in the world is wrong here and what in the world is wrong with you um why is the house like this I mean did you not remember I told you to pay these things? Why is the lasagna in here? Did you not get my notes? You know, I told you to turn the oven on. This is how you do it. Turn it to bake. Let it warm up. Turn it to 350. Wait for 20 minutes. Like, why in the world does this stuff didn't do this? And, and here's what I said. I, I said, of course I did. I read all the notes. I read all the things that told me how to make lasagna. I, I, I read all of them. I even actually have all the notes here. I even collected them. I collected the notes, and I put them all together. I even memorized some of them. Like, I knew that, that it was 3.50 for lasagna and 20 minutes. I, like, memorized that. I knew where it was going. I knew what was happening. And I said, you know, I, I did all of those things. And here's what she said to me. That's awesome. You, you, you knew about them, but... Why didn't you do any of them? You see, I didn't do anything. Now, this is, it's not a true story, okay? But here's what I find. That many times we treat God's word exactly like that story. We treat the directions that God's given us. We're like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to take the trash out. We treat God's word like, well, yeah, I memorized even some of it. I even know, memorize some of these verses like about things, and, and we do this all the time with the Bible. Like we, we know all of this stuff, right? We know what we're supposed to do. I mean, you guys don't need probably any more sermons about how to serve people. You, you probably don't. You're probably, like, you love to check out tonight, but it, the dude up here is still talking, right? It, it, it's one of these things, like, all the time. It, it, many times, this is the way we treat the Bible. It tells us to do something, and it's a little uncomfortable. It's something we maybe don't want to do. And most of us, 
know what we should do, but we don't. Uh, will you go ahead to that next slide for me, uh, Isaac? Here's the thing. There's a big difference between knowing what to do and actually doing it. Right? I mean, it's just really, really big difference, especially when it comes to Scripture, like when it comes to God, when it comes to what He wants us to do in our lives. There's like, we know, like I could go around the room tonight, and some of you, you know exactly what God wants you to do. You know that He wants you to serve. You know that He wants you to love people. You know that He wants you to forgive people. You know that He wants you to care for people in your life. Like you, you, if I went for the Ten Commandments, like so many of you would be able to tell me all of the Ten Commandments, like you know it. But here's the thing, and here's where the disconnect happens, is the knowing and, and the doing. Many times we have all this head knowledge, but many times, when it comes to stepping up, when it comes to actually doing something, nothing. Zero, zilch, nada. There's a verse in the Bible, um, it's, it's a really, really difficult verse. Uh, it, it actually says this in James chapter 4, verse 17. We're going to talk about... Uh, kind of this not doing uh, what we're supposed to be doing. He says this, and this is a really difficult verse in the, in, the, in the Bible, and I'll explain it to you a little bit. Here's what it says. It says, remember, it's a sin. That means it's wrong. It's against what God wants us to do, to know what you ought to do, and then not do it. This is a, this is a verse that I'm like, if I could white it out, I would love to, but I... I can't do that with God's Word. This is a really, really difficult verse when it comes here. And it, it talks about this uh, sin of omission. Uh, go ahead to that next slide. And this kind of talks about, here's what the sin of omission, like it is against God. Like he says this, uh, the things we know we should do, but we don't do them. That is a, a sin. Many times we talk about sin of commission. That's like the things that you have done. Like it's like this, like you cheated on the test. Yeah, you did that, right? Or you didn't. I'm not saying you did that, but I'm using it as a, an illustration. Uh, you, you lied to your parents. Uh, you, you did this or that. It's one of these things. It's like the, it's commission. It means things we've done. But there's also sins of omissions. It's things we know we should do. We don't do them. And I think that's where we fall a lot of time when it comes to God's word. Like we know we should do this. And we don't move and we don't do it. And James is just like, yeah, that, 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 it, it, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then, and then not do it. So when we look at Jesus and his words for us, we, we kind of like, okay, I love Jesus and I love that he makes it really clear of what we're supposed to be about. So I want to look at here in, in just a, a short section of scripture. And here's what we find in Mark chapter 12. Go ahead to this uh, scripture. Yeah, what? Here, somebody asked Jesus, okay, what am I supposed to do? What, what is the main thing you want me to be about? What, what, this is where we choose. We, we kind of selected our, what we want to be about is like loving God and loving other people. It comes directly from this verse. Somebody asked Jesus, okay, what do you want me to do? Like if there's one thing I can do, and this guy asked him this, he says this, one of the teachers of the religious law was standing there. He was listening to the debate that Jesus was having. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he's like, okay, this guy, Jesus, there's some wisdom behind him. This guy's teaching well, so if he has all this wisdom and knowledge, let me drop a, a, a hard question on him, and here's the question he asked him. Of all 
of commandments. In the Old Testament law, the, the Israelite people had to follow 613 commandments. We just have the Ten Commandments. Like, that's a lot, 613. I can't measure it. But he's like, hey, out of the 613 things I'm supposed to be about, this, this guy, this religious teacher, drops this question on Jesus. And here's how Jesus responds. Go ahead to that next slide. Jesus responds here, and here's what he says. He replied, the most important, numero uno, the most important commandment is this, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is one and only the Lord. So here's what he says. Love the Lord your God. This is where we get to love God. That's the first thing that you and I, we want to be about. He says, the first thing that I need you to do, the number one thing Jesus tells us to do, I think I got one, uh, like the number one bucket that he says, I want you to go to is this. I want you to love God. Like that's the stuff, like that is the one bucket I want you to fill is learning how to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. So the guy asked him, what, 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 what's the number one thing I could do? He says, Jesus says, that's the bucket I want you to fill. I want you to fill it. I want you to love God. That's what I want you to do. So go ahead, with the next slide. He's going to give, Jesus gives you a bonus one. He just asked for one, but Jesus gives him, here's a bonus for you. Uh, the second's equally as important. And it's the second one that we talk about. He says, the other bucket that I want you to fill up is I want you to love other people. Two buckets I want you to fill, work at filling those things. Like The one I want you to fill, there's no other commandments that's greater than these two. The, he's like, these are the top dogs. These are the number one things I want you to pee about, Jesus says, is I want you to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I want you to love other people. And the reason we've been talking about service is this. I want to just show you in, a, in, a, in an illustration tonight. I don't know if you know this or not. But when we serve other people, when we serve others, the reason that serving other people and caring for them and meeting their needs and loving them, like the reason we serve other people is, I don't know if you know this or not, uh, but I, I don't know if you know this but when you love other people, and when you love God, it's kind of how it works. You see, when you serve people, you are doing both of the number one things that God wants you to do. He wants you to love Him. When we are serving other people, it is loving Him. When we are loving other people, it's loving God and it's serving them. This is the reason we talk about service all the time, because here's what it does. Instead of having the two buckets, man, it does both of them really, really well. And that's why service is such an important thing, because when we serve other people, not only are we loving God, we're loving other people. It does both in one. Do you see how it trickles down? You see, if we will serve people, like we'll be doing the two things that Jesus really, really said. Like the two things I really want you to be about. If you'll serve people, you cannot. It's like, you ever heard this, the two birds with one stone? Anybody ever heard that? Anybody ever hit two birds with one stone? Blake says he has. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about that. Well, story later. Um, This, 
I hope I've made it clear why serving people is so, such a big deal and why we point you to it so much. Because if we'll do the last thing that we're supposed to be about, serving others, we'll be loving God and we'll be loving other people. It's wrapped up in this beautiful box. And God says, man, if you'll do these things, those other things will fall into line. If you'll love God, guess what you'll want to do? You'll want to love other people and you'll want to serve other people. Like it just happens. If we'll do the first one, the others will fall into effect. If we do the last one, we get to do the, 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 the other two. It's just this beautiful thing of we'll, we'll serve people. That's why it's such a big stinking deal. I want to close up tonight and I want to look at four reasons and there's really quick of reasons why I think, and, and you could talk about we could probably have a list of 20 things but I want to look real quick at things that keep us from serving. I, there are some things that keep us from serving and I, I think number one on the list is uh, if you'll go to number one, here's list number one. If you look in the mirror you're probably seeing them. It's me. You know the major reason that I don't serve people? Because many times I'm all about Brian. Now you wouldn't say that. You'd be like, oh, Brian's this nice guy. You may think that. You may think I'm a jerk. I don't know what you think. But here's the thing. There's many times where you do not see what's happening in my brain, and there's so many times where I am all about myself. I read this book in college by a, a pastor named Rick Warren. It's an old book called The Purpose Driven Life. And I opened this book. It was for a class I had to read. And the first line of the book said this. It's not about you. I'm like, whoa, just smack me in the face, book. Like, first thing I read out the gate. Like, and here's the thing. So often I have to remember that line. Brian, it's not about you. I think the major reason why we don't serve people, why we don't fill up this bucket, is because so often I'm thinking about myself, and I'm thinking about what I want to do, and I'm thinking about all of those things. We, we don't serve because we're thinking about ourselves. Last week in our Connect group, I, we, one of these, that was actually one of the questions, why don't we serve people? And I think Noah, right off the bat, said exactly this. He said, because we're focused on ourselves. And it's so true. The second reason I believe that we, that keep, the second thing I think that keeps us from serving is this, we're scared of what we're going to have to give up. Translation, we're afraid of what it might cost us. We're afraid of the time it may take away from us, God calling us to do something. It may take our time. I got to get up Saturday, I got to get up early for this? I don't want to go. I don't want to go, sir. I've got to take away time from what I want to do. I've got to put uh, the Netflix on pause. I've got to put the controller down uh, with my game, and I've got to put uh, YouTube on pause. I've got to do all these things. I, I, gotta, I, I wanted to go with my friends and hang out with them. Like, I've got to serve, and I've got to do this, like that. And the, it's going to take effort. It's going to cost us effort, right, to get up off the couch and help with the dishes in the, in the sink. It's going to take us effort to get up and to serve people. It's going to take us effort at school to get up and, and engage the people around us. Like, it's going to take effort. And I think a lot of times the, the major reason that we don't want to get up because we're, we're just afraid of what we might have to give up, man. We're afraid of what it might cost us. We know it's costly. It's costly to serve. It's hard to be lazy and, and serve other people. And, and so often, we, that's where we want to find. I think we're also afraid, like we're scared of this third one. This is maybe the number one on your list. Anybody just admit you hate awkward situations? I hate I, I hate awkward conversations. I hate having to walk up to new people. I, I, I dread awkward 
Some of us would rather die than be in an awkward conversation, right? Or an awkward moment. Like it should be really weird. But here's the thing. Some of us just need to embrace the awkward. Because many times it's awkward when you go over and the teachers drop something and you're the kid that's going to help pick everything up. People look at you like, what in the world? What? And many times it's awkward when you step up to serve. It just is. Many times it's awkward when you say, you know what, I'm going to go engage the, the new person that's here tonight and I'm going to sit with them. Many times it's awkward when you're down in the gym shooting hoops and there's somebody standing by themselves and you, you're the person that's going to say, I'm going to embrace the awkward and I'm just going to introduce myself. Like, it is scary to serve people. It's scary to be kind. It's scary to love people. But here's the thing. Sometimes we just got to embrace the awkward. You ever notice about what happens in an awkward situation afterwards? You live through it. Anybody ever died in here from an awkward situation? You're all still alive. I'm proud of you. You did it. <laughs> Great job. Here's the thing. I know it's awkward. But there's sometimes where God's calling us into the awkward situation to step up and to love and be kind. And I guarantee you'll live. Because you still live in this. All of you have probably been in an awkward situation before. And you're still alive. Didn't kill you. And it didn't, it's not going to kill me either. Last thing tonight. We'll get to these cards. I think the number four, I mean, maybe this is you. You are scared of looking like an extremely religious person. I don't want my cover blown, right? I don't want people knowing that I'm a follower of Jesus. I don't want to look like that. Like it's, this is a legitimate excuse and a legitimate fear today because today's world, the things, if you stand up for your faith, you may be well seen as extreme. You may get labeled. You may. These are some things that really, like these are some things that are very, 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 very scary. But here's the thing. You and I need to move past the scared phase and go into the doing phase. Because remember what we talked about? We know what we should do. Like there's a big difference between knowing what we should do and actually doing it. Like there's a big difference between that. And here's what I think. I think it's time for you and me to just stop knowing what we should do. Just do it. You know, the, the, the phrase that Nike has coined, it's great. Especially when it comes to serving. You know what you should do. Why don't you just do it? So let me end with a tough question. What are you doing? You just know what you're supposed to do? You know when you're supposed to step up and serve? That's great, you know it. But it's time for us to start doing. It's time for us to step up and show what we're about. So tonight, these cards up here, each one of them, there's a pretty simple, there's some that are a little more difficult. I would say they're pretty simple things. And here's what we want to do. We want to move tonight as a group from knowing to doing. Steph's going to come up and she's just going to play kind of quietly behind us and just give us a few.
like two minutes of a little quiet, a little bit of music behind us, a little bit of guitar behind us. And this is a time where if you want to serve, uh, if you want to sign up and serve, like there's all these different things. We're looking for people to help with computer and lights on Sunday mornings. We're looking for people to help with worship. We're looking for co-hosts uh, on Wednesday nights. Like you know how Blake and Stephanie were up here? We're going to team you with one of them, and we'd love for you to do that. Uh, that one is down. I can't see what that one said. What's that say right there? What's it say? Greeter. Greeter. It's saying hey to people on Sunday mornings. It's not difficult. Um, nursery on Sunday mornings. Coffee bar if you want to help on that Sunday mornings. We're looking for some check-in desk on Wednesday nights. Tonight the computer was down so we didn't have to check in, but usually we got some people down there greeting people and doing that. We're looking for help in our kids ministry. All you got to do is put your name on there and your phone number and in a couple weeks after we take these down someone will contact you and say, you know what, I know what I'm supposed to do but I'm ready to do something. We want to give you opportunities to do something. Let's not talk about it, let's be about it. Aren't you tired of talking about it? Why don't you do something? I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Last thing is this. During that time, if you've already signed up or maybe you're done, you don't know what you want to do yet, I would encourage every student here, I'd love for you to come grab a card. Now, here's what this means. If you grab a card tonight, if you take one of these envelopes, here's what you're saying. I'm going to do it. Whatever's in this card, Whatever's on this kingdom worker card, I'm going to do it. There's 11 different things up here. I don't know which one you're going to get. Some of them are doing some things at school. Some of them are doing things at home. Some of them are easy. Some of them are a little more difficult. But we've got to move from yapping about it to doing something. We just want to give you an opportunity to serve somebody this week. We're asking them if you take one of these in the next week that you would complete it. We'll come back next week and talk about it. You can share in your group kind of what you've got. We'll talk about those in our, our small groups before we uh, break into that. So I'm going to pray. We're going to give you about two minutes. If you'd keep it chill, kind of quiet, um, we'd love for you to do that. We'll come back and we'll dismiss into groups. Let's pray. Father, you're good to us. We thank you that you just didn't talk about it. You did something. You didn't just say, well, I guess I'll save my people. I, I, look, at, look at them down there messing everything up. You didn't just talk about it. You put action behind it. You, sent, you, you came to earth. You sent your son Jesus to die on the cross. You did something about it because you loved. And God, we just want to do the same. You set the example. You did something. Now it's our turn. God, would you help us to know this, that when we serve, we are loving you and we are loving other people. The two things you want us to be about. God, I pray tonight that some people uh, would stop having head knowledge about their faith and about Jesus. And they do something. God, we thank you for the challenge tonight. We just pray all this in Jesus' name. Take a quiet moment. Grab a card if you want the challenge. Sign up for something. I'll close this.